listeners, followers, friends. In the late 1820s, Joseph Nisipor Nieps took what is believed to be the first photograph from his estate in the Burgundy region of France. In the late 19th century, we realised that by capturing and viewing 24 of these photographs in quick succession, the illusion of motion is created in the viewer's mind. In 1895, the Lumiere brothers used their invention, the cinematograph, and an, all, an all-in-one camera, film projector, and printer to project moving pictures to a paying audience. Thus, film was born. Over the past century, and more, more and more of the greatest artistic minds advanced this technology and art form to elicit all kinds of emotions from people. Love, longing, laughter, and of course, terror. Here on the Blood, Sweat and Fears podcast, we have examined many films about fears, daring to ask what scares us most. The inescapable end of our deaths and final destination. The uneasing vulnerability of our dreaming subconscious minds in A Nightmare on Elm Street. Or the tough questions posed by Eli Roth in Hostel. What if Eastern Europeans were real? (laughs) All of these fears are valid and worth examining, but it takes a truly magnificent mind to make you realise your biggest fear is one you never knew that you had. In 2009, Dutch filmmaker and pervert Tom Six dared to ask, what if you were kidnapped by a Nazi doctor so an ass to mouth with your best friend and some (laughs) Japanese dude and all shit in each other's mouths? (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, the time has finally come for the Blood, Sweat and Fears podcast to cover The Human Centipede. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, fucking help me, please. I don't know why I picked this. Like, honestly, like, because Dean's like, you want to do the podcast? Like, you get to pick your own film. I was like, ah, oh, for a laugh, I'll say The Human Centipede. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I've not seen it since I was about fucking 18 for the like, kit. Like, but then Dean's like, oh, that's Alan's favourite film. He's been wanting to watch that. He's been wanting to do the podcast for fucking months. He's so excited. I'm like, fuck, I need to watch that now, man. <laughs> Grim, man, it's grim. Oh, man. Well, welcome back to the Blood, Sweat, and Fears podcast, everybody. Uh, Alan, I think you more or less covered the intro there. I'm nowhere near topping that, but we have an incredible guest joining us to talk the human centipede. I can't believe we've gotten to it this early in the podcast, but please welcome to the show. He's a very good friend and a great comedian, Ian Pringle, everybody. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. How are we doing? Nah, not bad, man. How are you? Good, man. I mean, I've had to watch the human centipede last night, but... Uh... <laughs> It was, uh, it was good, man. It was fucking. I, I ended up rooting for the for the main guy for a lot of the film. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. Do you enjoy the film? Well, you know what. Um... Alan's got a habit of mentioning it in every episode, so it's like. So we were going to do this episode before the fringe, like we had you booked in for it and everything. And back then I was like, okay, I better watch The Human Centipede. It takes me three attempts to watch it the first time. Because you love it that much. It, well, yeah, I just had to stop just had and to keep like... stop for a wank. <laughs> <laughs> and then we end up having to delay that because of uh, other things that happened and whatever. So then I'm like, okay, we'll just leave that for a bit. I had to watch it again last night. Uh, right after spending the entire day in town back at uni and then at play rehearsal and i've not had my dinner yet so i legitimately had to choose between my dinner or the human centipede last (laughs) night so i could wake up on time because i'm committed to this podcast i chose the human centipede (laughs) tripper oh man so alan is it is it like your favorite film or no no (laughs) 
<laughs> it's not a good film. <laughs> Honestly, it was mostly ironic. But like back when this stuff came out is when I was young and I was very into horror, like just for kind of shock value. I wasn't really into cinema as an artistic thing. And so I watched it and I thought, this isn't actually as shit, no pun intended, as like people said. Um, and then I watched the second one about three times as well. You know, I've seen this film three times. I've never seen The Godfather. <laughs> <laughs> It's long, to be fair. It's only an hour and a half. You can get through that. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Three times, so that's maths. Um, (laughs) Could the Godfather be improved with a human centipede? Wonderful. Instead of the horse's head. (laughs) It's a fucking line of people. (laughs) (laughs) Can a centipede marry a human, or does it have to be another centipede? Um, I'm going to say for the sake of the bit that it has to be another centipede. Okay. (laughs) A human centipede has four tits. Oh, I've, got, on bras. I've got you some, uh, some gifts by the way. Oh, excellent. Oh, yes. So we've got uh, <laughs> cans of tenants. I don't you, drink, but. You drink? <laughs> oh, I mean, I'll, I'll, what'd you give it to? <laughs> give it to Dean. Okay. Do you drink, Dean? Here you I, go. I do, yes. Yeah, legend. Uh, I got you also, in case you didn't drink, I got you a pair. <laughs> <laughs> Just because I thought we should we should have something culinary on this show. <laughs> I washed them right, but I mean they're just off a tree, so I don't know. Can you can you eat pears with the skin on? Like yeah, yes. I, I've I've never had pears before. That was the most autistic question I've ever heard. <laughs> Dean, would you like another one? Because then you'll have a pear. <laughs> you know what? That's probably the most whimsical thing you're gonna say for this entire episode. <laughs> so I'll take it. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, don't drink. That's why my house is empty. There's no tenants. Oh, I'm sorry, man. I feel like, am, I, am I making you relapse or do you just not like it? Or? Oh, no, 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 I don't drink. I've just never drunk. Oh, fair play to you, man. <laughs> bastard. <laughs> I just assume anyone from Glasgow that doesn't drink, drank too much. You know? Fuck okay, it. It's 11 in the morning, but I had to watch The Human Centipede last night instead of doing my dinner. So fuck it. Tenants and pears all around. You get a lot of fat alcoholics, do you? Yeah, I'm sure you do. Oh, good. Yeah, uh, you ever definitely. been to <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Uh, I see. I have no idea what to say about this movie. Usually I come into every episode with like some level of like why this film's great and <laughs> like uh, the cool, the filmmaking techniques, the storytelling pattern. It was a struggle, admittedly, to come up with something for this. But you know what? I've decided <laughs> I've decided on the angle of what the human centipede reminds me of, because I remember back in 2009 where this kind of stuff was like, it's almost like a parody of the, like the sort of gore culture that mm. like proceeded before it. And the best way I can describe this film is it's like a creepy pasta. So do you guys know what creepy pasta is? Mm. Uh, no. So it's like, uh, you know, those online uh, horror stories, like the Russian sleep experiment, you know, a slender man. Uh, oh, slender man killer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of those like stories that like sort of just exist in the dark web and the internet designed that just, just completely shock you. This would be perfect on one of those. Like I could imagine just like, listening to some out-of-work voice actor with some spooky soundtrack, and then the big twist is that they're all sewn together at the end. Oh. Like, Tom Six, I don't know what you were thinking. This, I read that this movie was, like, basically made based off of a joke. They're like, what mm. if this happened? And then they actually got a budget for it and made it, which proves rich people are fucking stupid. Like, I mean, I, it wasn't very high budget, I don't think. Like, nah, but, but it would have cost, like, a fair amount. Of, like, more, like at least two years' salary, I think, would have I gone on it's this. Made this. I bet it's made his money back, though, man, because it's like oh, a definitely. cult film kind of thing, isn't it? Yeah, cult classic. I mean, the only other film that guy's made was called A Gay in Amsterdam. 
I've never been to Amsterdam. <laughs> I've never seen that. <laughs> uh, mate, I've not seen it either, man, but I didn't have time. Um, but I don't really know what it's about either. Maybe I should have researched that. Again. But I'd imagine it's about a gay in Amsterdam. But <laughs> yeah, just enjoying themselves, smoking weed and that. Yeah, eating ass. Probably similar. <laughs> Ah, so Alan, you're taking the reins this week, man. And also, we should address this off the bat. Oh, you're yeah. sure. So we had a um, fringe compilation one night only at Sucky Hill Comedy Club presents, and we called it the Human Lulcipede. <laughs> yeah, and I designed this T-shirt and I did the flyer for it, and yeah, it went really fucking well, didn't it? Yeah, it was actually a really good show. Like that was my first time running out of twenty, but it was all done with like clipboards and stuff. But. Uh, I think we managed to get a full room, actually, yeah. and uh, we made them laugh. Exactly. Although it was very funny watching the the one group of old people at the back react oh. to all of your jokes. Yeah, they See, were when you brought each other on, were you, like, linked up? Or? <laughs> <laughs> no, but we should do that for when we bring it back to Yeah, I mean, for the next photo shoot, we actually should sort ourselves ass to mouth. <laughs> Look, I'm all into method acting and stuff. You know, I stayed in character during The Wizard of Oz, and I love you, Alan, but I am not doing that. <laughs> I don't know if Kyle will be up for it. <laughs> now, Kyle Who wants to be the middle piece. <laughs> Kyle was the front on the flyer, so like he gets the. I think he gets the best uh, end of it, really. Well, I'm behind Kyle, so I get the best end. Of oh, it. Jesus! <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> and I'm right in the back there, like the fucking sub I am, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I was reading the tri when I was reading the IMDb trivia for this, it is mostly just facts about like how long you could survive eating feces. Like, yeah, apparently not long. I imagine realistically, right. the only one that could survive is the one at the front, unless you injected the other two with intravenous fluids because they wouldn't be getting enough water. Mm -hmm. So there you go. Um, I mean, to be fair, like a lot of it's kind of unrealistic because like, he can hear them like sort of screaming while they're they're stitched up. So it's, they can hear them go, but it should be like, ah! <laughs> it was just a bit like, it just seems like they've not really thought it through a lot of the time, do you know what I mean? Well, if no, it has no, one digestive all. tract, should like the scream from the back come out the one at the front? How fucking it'd be like screaming fucking loud. And it, it should also go through that guy's voice box as well, so it'd be like a distorted little remix. <laughs> Well, I don't know the exact science of the centipede, but I'm pretty sure it's not one digestive tract. No. Like he's not actually linked their digestive system yeah, together. That's the whole plan. He's got one big fucking link. Yeah, did you not see yeah. it? It looked like Ikea instructions. Yeah, like, <laughs> put them all together. Like, he's like a surgeon, but like he's done these drawings that don't even look like fucking... Their, their arms aren't matched up and stuff like that. They're like, one's big and other. And you're like, I thought you were a fucking surgeon. That's mate. the <laughs> one trip to Ikea you don't want Swedish meatballs for. <laughs> Have you really gone to Ikea if you haven't had Swedish meatballs? I'm just trying to bring a, back a bit of whimsy into this episode. <laughs> I'm jealous bring up Ikea. <laughs> to be fair, the meatballs in Ikea, I think, are overrated. It's just because you've just had to walk like two miles and then you're like, fuck, I need something to eat. You know what I mean? Did you ever do that thing in Ikea when you're a kid? Like, I was a complete menace in Ikea. Like, me and my brother would always be running around like the big warehousey bits and like trying uh, all the bed frames and the climbing mm. frames out. And uh, we were what it's like to have a house. <laughs> 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 we were absolute menaces to society back then. So see if one part of the human centipede touches kids, do you put the whole thing in jail? Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, see, now at the start, you realise it's the guy that's got another start. When they stitch them all up, you realise the guy's got, like, the playboy tattoo. <laughs> well, after the stitch, yeah, he's got the playboy tattoo on his shoulder, man. See, I mean, I don't study law anymore, but I'd imagine that the court case for that would be quite funny. Yeah. Oh, you did study law? I did. I don't do it anymore, though, because I'm in my final year. But not of law? No. 
Ah. What are you, what are you final year in? It's just, just marketing now. Oh, nice. nice. Yeah, because I can't handle doing two dissertations in one year while balancing comedy. That will just kill me. Yeah, but uh, they're like half the size. What's that? Aren't they like half the size if you have to do two of them? Uh, I don't think so. And, no. if, and if they are, I wish I had known that beforehand. Yeah, I think they are. Fuck you, people <laughs> strap <Clyde. laughs> <laughs> well, you saying to me, man? It's all about marketing these days. Yeah, you know I mean? definitely. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, the marketing for this. I don't even want to know what it would have been. Ooh, I was listening to a podcast and a guy was on it. I can't remember which one, but he says that he was part of a photo shoot. And like he got paid, had no idea what it was about until one day he gets off the subway in New York and sees it and it's a poster for the human centipede. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah, I, I mind you mentioning this in an early episode. Actually, really? I'll give I'll give this one bit of credit. The poster for this is fucking amazing. Oh, yeah, it's great. Like, it looks creepy. It's scary. I expected it to look shit, but it doesn't. <laughs> like, I would actually hang that up as, like, artwork. I don't know what it looks like. I'm going to get a picture right. of it I don't now, know if it would go that far. <laughs> No, I, I like sort of like creepy poster imagery. Like a good horror movie poster is underrated. Like the Exorcist mm. poster is really simple and great. The Jaws poster, the Halloween poster. Jaws Honestly, is pretty iconic, isn't it, man? Just those mm. thick fucking Jaws. Mm-hmm. <laughs> actually, a fun fact about that, that's not a great white shark on the Jaws poster. It's actually a Mako shark. Oh, and I felt lied to my whole life. I thought it was the one for the film, no? No, the, the actual shark on the poster is a Mako shark because a great white shark, if it was doing that, looks completely different. And I think they wanted to exaggerate how scary the shark was. Mm. I like the poster where they put a scrotum on it and say Boz. <laughs> I mean, I'm moving to Australia in like three months, so I'm glad I didn't pick Jaws. <laughs> Are you permanently moving to Australia? Uh, well, I'm going for a year and I'm going to Vietnam and I'm going around Southeast Asia for a few months with my girlfriend. No, don't want people to think I'm a sex <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that's what the poster looks like. It's actually quite creepy looking. Uh, it's like Slenderman or something, isn't it? Yeah, mm. and I, I really like it. Like... Well, probably I'll I'll send a photo in uh, later. We can just edit this on, but I mean it'll be on the thumbnail as well. It kind of begs the question: Can the front one stand up? Um, like well, he does their knees, doesn't he? He uh, takes the ligaments, man. So. Oh yeah, I'd, ima- <laughs> I'd imagine so. But it's, it, it'd be like having the worst piles imaginable, really. Like <laughs> piles or links. <laughs> <laughs> But I see the fucking like the two lassies at the start, man. They're so annoying. Like the way they speak, everything mm. about them is so annoying. I'm like, I cannot wait to see you suffer. Oh, <laughs> like the, the way they just like one of them's just like, oh, I can't find, I can't find anything, so I just want to stop. And then they're just, oh, they're just fucking constantly screaming. They're constantly saying each other's name. It's some of the worst acting I've ever seen. Obviously, it's quite hard to cast a role where half the film you stick to some other cut's arse. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I read stories that like uh, it was actually really hard to cast this movie because everyone, when they found out what it was about, just walked out of the audition yeah. room. And to be fair, I, I don't think that can be entirely blamed on the lassies in the film. Tom Six, I don't imagine. I've never met you. I'm sure you're a nice person. Hmm. I don't imagine you're the greatest director of actors when this is your magnum opus. Do you reckon he watches this? Oh, we'll watch this. Uh, you know what? This film is like, it's just cult classic enough, but it is low profile enough that if he did watch this, he could come after us. He could come after <laughs> you and we could end up being a human centipede. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he does say he wants to make like the ultimate human centipede film with the fourth one. He wants to link the entire world together and solve world hunger. Aww. Cute. So then it'd just be constantly shitting, wouldn't it? Pretty much, yeah. 
Because by the time it gets, oh, that's disgusting. I don't want. Right, where do they go in the second one? Because I've only seen the first. And the second one, it's very meta. It's set in a universe. I'm trying to scream. It's quite um, yikes problematic because uh, it's a disabled guy. <laughs> oh god, and I hate this. He is a massive fan of the first film. Oh, this is. Oh my. <laughs> and so oh, he sees the film. Yes. Uh, I thought he, I thought it was like set in. He must have seen it in the papers or something. But no. no so no. it's like a movie it's within like, a movie yes. kind of thing, like so, Stab in the Scream series. Yes. Yeah. Falls in love with the film, kidnaps twelve people, including one of the actresses from the first one. Where he's like, "Oh, we're going to like a fan meet up or something." She's like, "Oh my god, I can't wait!" And then she gets put on the front so she can still talk. Wait, is her face all fucked up? No, no, no. Because like her role is she is playing herself, oh, the actress yeah, uh, who was in the first yeah, one. Of course, yeah. right. Okay, yeah, that, that's quite clever. I mean, yeah, yeah that's like kind of Wes Craven's new nightmare. Yeah. Kind of, I, I dig that. That's a okay. It's fair enough. Tom Six, you got a bit of artistic. Integrity. Did he direct the second one as well? Yeah, yeah, he uh, directed all three. All three I, yeah. I think I read that in the. Um, I think it was Paisley where they showed like the Human Centipede two because there weren't a lot of screenings of it. Someone shot in the cinema. That's just Paisley for you, mate. I bet that was at the Showcase Cinema in Paisley. I went there all the time as a kid, and it definitely has that vibe. I used to like it. They've got the big fucking neon lights and stuff like that. It always felt like an event going to that cinema because they've got like the big fucking uh, clipboard of all the movies outside and then all the posters. I remember going to see The Dark Knight there when I was a kid, and I was so fucking excited. I'm sure it felt like an event when someone shot in the fucking... (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if there are are many other cinemas in Paisley. Like I only know of that one. Why are we talking about cinemas and this fucking thing? <laughs> oh. When I was younger, I shit outside a cinema once because I couldn't get to a toilet quick enough. And then I passed by it the next day and it looked like one of those, like, you know how if you had like a pizza flipper, you could do that because it was sun dried. Oh, I, 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 I regret Jesus. it. I'm never having an anti-pasty <laughs> again. <laughs> Did you know I in the fucking cinema for a shit? No, because it was like midnight. And I was like on the way back from my friends and I didn't want to stink at her house, but I really should have. Aye. Aye. She, she would have forgiven you for that, I think. Other people outside the cinema probably didn't. Oh no, it was closed. Like there was no one else around. It was very Yeah, quiet. I know, but there's probably someone who had to clean that up in Dean the morning. Dean was there first thing next yeah. morning. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, it'd been easy. You just have to go flip. Well, I guess. So. <laughs> when did this happen? What did you wait ago? Th- what, three years ago? That's not even that long. What did you wipe your ass with? Oh, I ruined a pair of nickels. I was like, Phew. oh man. Like, ah. That was like pre-diabetes diagnosis. If anyone wants to come for me for that again, <laughs> our most popular clip on this podcast is telling me fucking, oh, don't ignore your diabetes. You can reverse it, and it's just like a bunch of people telling yeah, me. We've had no comments about the films that we talk about, but there were at least yeah. seven comments trying to tell Alan about his diabetes yeah. in the first clip. Uh, don't worry. Does, uh, oh. ingestion of feces affect diabetes? Depends <laughs> how much sugar they have. I can't <laughs> Yeah. It's like an Edinburgh well, rock. <laughs> I'll have to get Daniel back. But don't worry, I'm sure I'll die a beat it. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh, that's not true, but at least I don't need to save for retirement. <laughs> it's actually quite a decent drawing, like a lot of the diagram. It looks like the diagram in the in the film. I imagine you watched it with like fucking fine detail when you were drawing it out. <laughs> this is this is the second time I've designed a t-shirt. Like um my last boyfriend said that he uh, he didn't like surprises. He wanted me to design him a t-shirt and that would be like the surprise element. Mm-hmm. And uh, he had two songs. One of them was Glasgow Speed Dating and one of them was um, Is Jackie Bird Still a Thing? But I got them kind of mixed up. I thought it was Jackie Bird Speed Dating. So I made him like a t-shirt with um, Jackie Bird's head, which was really good on like an actual bird's body. And she had like two people stuck inside her and she was like, no kiss. Oh so, man. Yeah. I had to get a picture of it up. It was, I was really proud of that t-shirt. <laughs> 
You should you should just design t-shirts like uh, alongside doing comedy. Like uh, maybe you could get yourself on a t-shirt to like promote your first French show. Maybe I wouldn't want to draw myself. I think that would make me sad. But... <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to build you up a little bit there, buddy. Like, okay. Thank you, Dean. <laughs> As you notice, the, the centipede that I drew also shares one digestive laugh. Laugh go in, laugh come out. The last one. Ah, oh, I see. Uh, yeah. yeah. Does it come out as a fart? <laughs> <laughs> also, that was a way to know if they've like got one digestive tract. Like, because with the first one farting, it'd come out the back one. Oh, man, I don't want to think about that. Like, oh God. These I mean, are the uh, tough questions Tom Six dares to ask. Oh, man, dares to ask literally. Yes. Do you know what I, mean? <laughs> I don't know why I, w- I was rooting for the fucking villain the whole time. It's because like, probably he's giving the best performance that's in the movie. Got, he made, he's like he's like Arnold Schwarzenegger with like a fucking Joseph Mengel vibe. He's <laughs> <laughs> just got that intensity, man. I'm like, like even when we first see him, when he turn up at his door, and he just like can't believe his luck. He's just <laughs> so happy. He's like, he's got I've got one dentist there, and I've got these two wee nips. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> he's just seeing his face he's trying to hide the glee he's like just like <laughs> what did it to his fucking dog didn't he oh like, yeah did you notice the photo that he's got like on his nightstand of like three dogs so nasty to mouth and yeah. uh, got a grave for it and everything well you can't start with doing the human straight away you know they don't let you loose on corpses like <laughs> they do like animal testing yeah <laughs> But yeah, like they don't let you loose on live bodies when you're a doctor until you've like gone through some of the corpses and stuff. Daniel, you can confirm that for me. Daniel. Because he's a doctor, not because he made a human centipede. <laughs> <laughs> Yet. You know what? If um, I don't know how big this podcast is going to get, but if we got to the stage where we could make fan films and we made a fan film of the human centipede, I know who we're casting as the doctor. <laughs> Daniel, you're getting your first break in Hollywood, kid. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it would have the same uh, intensity coming from like a young Scottish man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is about Germans, man. Do you think? Do you think German people find other German people creepy, or is it just because we've been conditioned to find them? Creepy? <laughs> I thought he skirted the line between camp and creepy very well. Yeah, thought, it was like... very much. It reminded me of like a Hammer horror movie villain, like the sort yeah. of Christopher Lee Dracula kind of era. Yeah. Dieter Lester, however the fuck you say it, gave this film way more than it deserved. But yeah, that's like, one of the reasons. Fair play to him; he gives a great performance. That's one of the reasons who? I don't think it's the guy who plays shit. the doctor. Oh, is he in other things? I don't know actually. Like, he's in the third one. Uh, he plays a prison warden. Or is oh he yeah, plays, is it like is, a, is, a, is the third one a film with somebody seen the second film? <laughs> I've not seen the third one. I, I think it's set in its own kind of mm-hmm. reality. I have no and idea. Everyone's a human set. <laughs> Eric Roberts is in it. I think the guy for the Dark Knight with the grey hair. Um, but I don't know if he's in the centipede. But yeah, five hundred prisoners so nasty to mouth. Yeah, five hundred is that's what is that's the vibe. Let me go from so three to talk to five hundred. See, that's that's a bit overkilling. I would have thought twenty five. Then you've got a hundred legs. That's a fucking human centipede. But mm, yeah, five hundred. That's fo- that's a thousand. That's two thousand legs. That's like a Godzilla kind of centipede. Yeah. <laughs> Unless it's an amputee. Oh god, that'll be what he does next. Because <laughs> fucking, it'll be like Godzilla versus the fucking human centipede. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Godzilla versus Kong wasn't great, so I mean, I'll take it. I mean, I, I, I can't imagine a human centipede would be a great fighting fucking. I mean, I thought that about Mothra, but turns out Mothra is actually quite cool. So yeah. I'd, I'd be willing to see it from the right director. They could climb stuff, like you know, like in Lord of the Rings, though, when they push them off. If you were going to make the funniest human centipede made up of your favourite comedians, Ooh, like who would this. be the funniest human centipede? Ooh, so who, don't like get, who, who don't get to speak? So. <laughs> you know, actually, I was going to pitch to you doing a Mount Rushmore of horror movies on this podcast eventually, but now we've got to this yeah. Can we have uh, Russell Brand in the middle? <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, what's the semantics for this? Are we picking like three of the best comedians or like uh, no, be harsh. three people who deserve <laughs> well, to be in no, a human no, centipede? The two at the back can still write. Okay. <laughs> I just want what would be the funniest to look at? So I want you want one person at the front who really doesn't like the two people behind them. It's just sitting it's all day at a buffet. Just <laughs> scrying fucking MSG, Gilbert Gottfried shit and water all day. Gilbert Gottfried. That's <laughs> right. Godfrey of yeah. Gilbert Gottfried. Is he not Gil- dead? He is dead, but like Aye, you could put him at the back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you need to like a good shit talker at the front man and somebody like maybe uh, well, Ralphie May is dead but he'd be amazing mm-hmm. um, anyone that would be good in a human centipede is dead or should be so, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Russell Brand can go there uh, yeah. David Walliams can go there uh, what's David Walliams done by the way I mean if, uh, without uh, getting us with gay getting, face gay face is that yeah. done gay face and he just he gives me the creeps like if you watch him on uh, like uh game panel shows with other comedians you can tell every cunt there fucking hates him uh, so i feel like he's done something like little britain was pretty shit like, yeah <laughs> i never liked it like even as a kid when i was in that edgy phase i was like this is shit yeah it was like the same joke every single time you always knew where it was going it's yeah. mad that he's like a pure like family sort of saturday night tv guys on britain's got talent and that and you're like you mean mm. like I mean, I, don't, I think you should really be able to make anything if it's funny, but like, that was one of the, some of the most horrific TV in the last oh, sort of 20 years, man. Like, it's just like a woman, it's just, her whole thing is like wearing, she's just like, she's painted black all the time and it's, mm. it's fucked up, man. It's not yeah. good. And I've, uh, I've read some of his books and stuff and they're so bad. Like They're not children's books. Yeah, but like I could <laughs> see, see, I can still read like Roald Dahl and like Neil Gaiman's kids books because they don't talk down to the reader. But you write kids books, don't you? So it's yeah, kind of for, it's kind of a uh, different thing. So like, yeah, I've, I've written books before, yeah. Do you think they were just free? <laughs> I didn't know you wrote books. Yeah. <laughs> How long have you done this podcast? A while. Uh, three months. I'm sure I told you this before. Oh, what kind? Well, they're just like fantasy kind of stuff. You know, I wrote it like six years ago before I started comedy. And now that I'm a better writer, thanks to comedy, I'm going back and revisiting them. Nice. Fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you use a like author name? Like the Glasgow author? No, that was... <laughs> <laughs> no, that was... Um, the, the name I used for that was Nolan Dean. That was uh, the pseudonym oh. I told you the other time. Where did but, you get the name Nolan from? Is it Christopher? Yeah, it was, it, was, it was a mix of... No, it was actually a mix of Nolan North, the voice actor, and James Dean, the actor, because they're uh, both my favourites in that respective which, field. Which James Dean? Oh, the, oh no, the, the actual James Dean. <laughs> not like not James Franco or Dane DeHaan, as much as I love them. No, I mean, there's a porn star called James Dean. Is there? Yeah. No? Oh, I did not know it that. looks a lot like James Dean, to be fair. I, I'm a wholesome boy. I don't watch a lot of porn, to be honest. <laughs> to be honest, I just find watching porn awkward. But you watch The Human Centipede. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I did put the human centipede into a porn search bar. There is not like, but yeah, it's just like rim trains. Oh, so yeah, oh. Good, good for them. I suppose rim trains, that's not too bad as long as there's nothing being passed through. Yeah. Uh, rim trains are just people having a good time, isn't it? A like, porn parody of this movie would be terrible because I don't want to see it with like a lower budget than it's already caught. Two centipedes, one cup. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Ian, I'm so glad you bought these cans, mate. <laughs> My favourite part was when he's uh, when he's in the pool, or when oh, the girl's that, in the pool. That scene was actually... She's trying to hide, it. she's like, all she does to hide is by just going underwater. It's like, you can see him, he can still see you, what are you doing? That scene is legitimately terrifying. That's <laughs> like a really good close. bit of horror. Yeah, she ain't getting away. Oh god, the, the, the bit oddly that most kind of got me like, ooh, all queasy, was when like the 
thing ripped out her arm. Oh, just yeah. Go, oh. Fucking blood spurs everywhere. I'll, I'll take you back to your childhood. Alice's mum was a junkie, if anything. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, you know how you watch like uh, a lot of horror movies and stuff on the TV while your mum was like that? Was the Human yeah. Centipede one of them? Yeah, that was 2019. I was 17. <laughs> yeah, my question still stands. Oh, like, <laughs> I, no, no. I, wa- I think I watched this with my first boyfriend, actually. The one that had pulp Jesus in his cum. Jesus Christ. When I had what? Pulp in his cum. Pulp in his cum. I hope he doesn't <gasps> see this. But like uh, OJ. Yeah, yeah not, you know, not, it has like wee bits in it. <laughs> no. Aye. Yeah. I that, probably shouldn't that have said like that. Something, but something rang with him. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Did he get it checked? Or? Well, he's not, the one who likes, <laughs> he's not the Did one who likes. He's not the one who likes my people. <laughs> <laughs> he's not the one who likes my thumbs, is he? No. Yeah, this is a weird story Alan told me. Like, apparently, there's an ex of yours who uh, gets really turned on by weird thumbs and likes watching the podcast because apparently I bend my thumbs a lot. There is. So this a- is for you. <laughs> There is a woman who makes like thousands of pounds every month because she posts like her bendy thumbs on OnlyFans. How far back does your thumb go, Ian? Not very far, mate. Oh, pretty, yeah. Uh, that's oh. a wee bit further. A wee bit more of a... I may have just stumbled onto a little money-making idea. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get my own gaff soon anyway, you know, this will pay the bills. <laughs> your own gas? Gaff. Gaff, all right, man. It's like, you're fucking out. It's getting chilly, man. You get some gas. But... <laughs> Speaking of gas, is the doctor in this a Nazi? Or is it just like I think it's, just hev- it's heavily implied. Uh, he's, like... Like, he's, he's sort of meant to be Joseph Mengele, isn't he? He's called jo- uh, Dr. Joseph, and I think, I'm, I'm guessing, otherwise it's, I'm just misled, but... Yeah, it reminds me of like, well, you know, Dr. Caligari and like a lot of the sort of Nazi doctor stereotype villains from like the 40s and 30s era mm. of horror. Hmm. <laughs> Sorry, that was terrible. Um, I need to watch some 30s and 40s horror. Is it good? Yeah, yeah. Stuff like, I mean, get like the Universal Monster stuff like Dracula and Frankenstein. They're all genuinely really well-made films. Aye. And like Cabinet of Dr. Caligari and uh, Nosferatu are both fucking great. You can probably watch most of them for free, actually, because they're all be in the public domain. Yeah. I'd imagine they'd be like, because they had less technology, it's probably more interesting how they'd get the, the frights. Oh, definitely. Because I find yeah. like horror, like stuff like this, like it's all right. But I find it more funny than like than scary because mm-hmm. if you watch something that's a proper like fucking makes you jump, then uh, then it can I think be a lot more scary. You know what I mean? I hundred percent. Like uh, if I was to recommend a uh, one of those movies to start with, like from the thirties and forties, I'd recommend uh, the Mummy, the Boris Karloff's The Mummy. It's uh, this is gonna get me hate on the podcast, but it's one of the reasons that I cannot stand the Brendan Fraser mummy series. Me, because... fuck off, man. <laughs> no, that, because... that was my childhood. I only Be... know really the first one, but because look, I get it. It's fine, but that is just a rip off of Indiana Jones with mummies in it. Yeah, Whereas, what's like... wrong with that? <laughs> <laughs> because the Boris Karloff one is so much more original. Like it's like a gothic love story with the mummy, and it's like way more creepy and like psychedelic. Whereas the one with Brendan Fraser is just like, hey, Indiana Jones was successful. Let's put a mummy in it and I just find it boring Aww. but it's fucking hey Benny looks like I got all the horses <laughs> <laughs> I mean Brendan it's Fraser scary. did play the whale maybe his next role will be the human centipede 4 Oh, as the whale yeah why not oh, God. I mean Jesus. he's making a renaissance and a comeback so fuck it Brendan let's get you some more work oh. mate was the whale any good it looked too depressing for me to watch it's man. dead depressed it yeah. is well made but it is you've got to be in the mood for that I am, yeah. I'm never going to be in the mood for that one. It just looks like, oh, it's going to make me so sad. Yeah, I, it's one of those I wanted the to watch it once. I saw the whale in the GFT. I was like, wow, the medals here are lovely. <laughs> the whale? The whale. The whale. 
Uh, Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um, <clears throat> yeah, I genuinely think like the guy who plays the Doctor deserves a bit of commendation. Like he is a terrific villain. Oh, he's great. Yeah, like the only part of this, like I, when it comes to movies like this, it it feels kind of it's just kind of made for shock value. But like. I'll give Tom Six's credit. There are some moments of this which are genuinely, I think, great horror. So, like that scene in the pool, mm. all the stuff with her like walking around Shies the house. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Even the um, even in the opening where it's that weird old guy looking at them. Oh, I mean, that was hilarious, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, that's like the hitchhiker in Texas Chainsaw and like that kind of stuff. I watched this about a week ago. What is it that happens with the guy in the car at the start? They pull well? up next to him, right? The two lassies and they're lost and the window's down and a guy pulls up to them like, we've got a flat tire and the guy's just speaking in German but it's just said subtitles. It's like, I have a horny video of the two. I don't know why I put an accent on it. It's in subtitles. It says like, I've got a horny video of the two of you. It's like, oh, your legs are wide open and wet all the time. I'm going to come oh, and fuck you. you know? It's just the grimmest start to a film ever. Oh. But like, it gets the point across, you know what I mean? You're in a creepy... <laughs> Let's you know vibe. what you're in for. Aye. Aye, pretty much. Yeah, because like we did Tusk on this previously and mm. that always gets compared to the human centipede, but I mean, I'm not going to spoil my rating ahead of this, but I would rather watch Tusk again than watch this again. What's <laughs> Tusk? It's um, it's Kevin Smith directing, like I think it's Justin Long as like a podcaster and he goes to uh, interview this Canadian guy who then knocks him out and like sews him into a fleshy walrus kind of suit. It's when I describe it, it's weird as fuck. But you need to see it to believe it. Like, uh, I think that's got a little bit more merit than this does, <laughs> ever so slightly. What do you think about the the wee uh, Japanese guy when he kills himself? That's like sorry for spoilers, but I mean, no, we, no, we, we, we talk spoilers that's, on this. Oh, that's time, fine. fine. Um, I because like I thought you know he's ready to fight the fucking main guy. It's going to be the big like centipede versus fucking villain. Guy. But then he just just so I've lived a shitty life and then cuts his own throat. And you're like. What's that all about? <laughs> I reckon that's probably just Tom Six trying to be shocking again. Do you reckon like, I? Yeah. It doesn't really make sense in terms of the the narrative and that, but I guess it's like he's he's, he's uh, pushed him down so bad and he's like he's broken. But then maybe, does he think he's God in that? I don't know. Maybe I'm looking at it too much. That's quite stoned too much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Maybe he was trying to be cultured by having Japanese stuff in it. I mean, it was an homage to all the weird Japanese porn that he was probably inspired by, like eel soup. <laughs> Eel soup. Eel soup. <laughs> you know, heard it? No. Oh, it's uh, yeah. It's, I um, want to try jelly mm. deals though. Like they sound nice. Well, it's like well, a the style of eel soup. What's what? And the what style of eel soup. It's basically a Japanese girl on her back with um, a funnel inside of her parts and eels being poured inside her. I thought you were it's talking real? about a legitimate dish there for a minute. I am nope. so autistic. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so they just put eels in her? Yeah. And she's Is you know real? going like ah yeah I think it's real. That's what that's they do. Like, Did they take them out? <laughs> uh, no, I mean, that's what happens. They take the funnel out and she just like fires these fucking things out. It's, it's been a long time since I've seen it and it wasn't for enjoyment. That's mm. kind of like, uh, <laughs> have you seen a cure for wellness? Yes. They do. It's kind of a similar oh, thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, that was creepy though. This is just Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> do you reckon like, so now we've, we've found Germans creepy. Mm. Um, do you reckon Chinese people and like, people in Asia find the Japanese the way we find Germans like creepy as fuck as maybe because their porn is <laughs> fucking I, mental I don't know my um, feudal history but don't China and Japan like historically hate each other aye so yes. the Japanese like World War 2 kind of started with the Japan invading China I think but they did some way really fucked up stuff and, and like similar to like Germans did and also we kind of find Russians creepy I think it's also like the way you're 
the things are portrayed in media as you're grown up. Like, because I bet Russians don't find Russians as creepy as we do. Germans don't find it. Nah, but Russians are like the villains finds... in every action movie ever. So mm. like... Aye, but then now they're always gangsters in films because of like the way the that sort of panned out. Mm. I don't know. But what do you think? Like, do you think people see Scottish as the creepy ones anywhere? Didn't Australians like, hate us for a while? Australians hate the English. No. But uh, like, is it not Hungarians for Scotland? I, I think C- <laughs> CMB has a joke about that, where it's like, uh, oh, Hungarians take the piss out of Scottish people for um, being really tight with money. What? Yeah. Huh. I mean, I'm not going to tell the joke on here because I can't tell it better than him. To be but... fair, a lot of countries, Scot- that is a stereotype about Scotland that we're tight with money, and it's probably true. I don't know. Depends. Because mm-hmm. you go abroad, I don't think Scottish people are the fucking ones making it rain, are they? I'd rather be I'd rather be tight with money than tight like the people in this movie. So. Yeah, I'd rather be tight with money than <laughs> Yeah, I'd rather be tight with money than done the fucking Holocaust. Like Aye. So we're not quite as bad as the Germans. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. Um, I was I mean, they've done other things since, you know. <laughs> we've also we've also been involved in a lot of genocide. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank but you I for just, saving us there, I just, mean, uh, I just mean aesthetically when you look at like a big fucking German guy and like like the way he's dead creepy, the way Arnie's creepy and like the Terminator and stuff. You the way like in loads of James Bond films, Germans and Russians like there's just something about them. Maybe it's because we're used to seeing them grown up so much in films as the villain, or it's because I don't know. Are they just naturally creepier looking people, and that's why they become <laughs> Nazis? I, don't know. I reckon it's the uh, there's they're playing on that fear, but they're massively exaggerating it as uh, well. Right. So like uh, you brought up James Bond, there, like Doctor No is kind of like that. Like uh, he kind of plays on the whole like sort of weird mad scientist doctor thing, kind of like in this movie, but he. The guy who played him, Joseph Wiseman, I think his name was, just sort of exaggerates it to the point where it's like a cartoony villain. Hmm. But it's still kind of scary. Whereas with this guy, it's just completely fucking scary. Like uh, You were talking about Indiana Jones earlier, the, the Raiders of the Rostock with the, oh, yeah, the yeah. fucking mm. Nazis and that are well creepy, man. But they're, they're also comically creepy yeah. as well, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the same with a lot of the Indiana Jones villains, like uh, in Temple of Doom, where it's like definitely not a accurate portrayal of Indian culture (laughs) but they could full on exaggerate like Mola Ram and stuff like that you know media has a a tendency to do that in a horror situation one thing I really took away from the human centipede so (laughs) 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 do you know how the at the start of the film up until sort of the third or the second act you're seeing them you know a man with a vision and he carries out that vision, and you know it's quite inspiring because he, he had a dream. He had fucking, and he, he didn't just go straight in with the people. He's like, I'm going to start it off with dogs. I'm going to build myself up until I've really got this. Down. He's like an open maker. <laughs> <laughs> but then at the end, you get to see, you know, people working as a team. <laughs> like, you get to see them come together. At first, there is it's a struggle, you know. But then you see them, you know, they're obviously at the end it doesn't really work out. But uh, <laughs> for anyone, but I mean, it's, I like. I think it's quite a. It could be like a Disney movie. <laughs> <laughs> Disney princess is reimagined as a human centipede. <laughs> oh. oh my god! I mean, they're definitely living in a whole new world now. Like, oh, oh. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Well, after Oppenheimer, I think it's a good to see a film about you know American and Japanese cooperation. <laughs> 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 That's great. You don't want that tennis, I love it. <laughs> Thank you, though. The thoughts appreciate. No worries, man. I'll, next time I'll, uh, I'll bring you a can of iron brew or something. I'm diabetic. <laughs> can you Di- have the- iron brew? I don't know. What do you like? Water, 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 can you water, have the sugar free one? 
Ah, uh, probably. Like the iron It hurts my throat. Like I, since I've come off of it, indigestion is just like gone. This is Good my. Uh, this is be my one hot take for this episode. Iron brew extra tastes better than original iron brew. No, it doesn't. Diet iron brew is also <laughs> diet iron brew is the worst. It tastes like pennies. Uh, that's the one I normally drink, but diet iron brew is alright. I, I it tastes of nothing to me. Like iron brew extra actually tastes of something. I find the sugary ones too. Um, I had a, a normal coke on the way here because I wanted to get my chemicals up, so mm-hmm. part of it good, you know what I mean? But like normally I drink diet because like it's just too thick and like sort of like syrupy. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. The original one has that kind of. It makes your teeth almost feel fizzy. Yeah, like pennies. But like so, before I started comedy, I didn't hang out with a lot of straight guys. Um, so the only and look at who you're doing a podcast with, <laughs> mate. Like... <laughs> but I asked my bisexual friend. I was like, you know, what does pussy taste like? And he said it tastes like salty pennies and a and a glass of milk. And castle milk, it does. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I don't know. I wouldn't say that. It depends on the pussy, right? But <laughs> so it's salty. It's definitely salty. But most human, most bodily fluids are salty, aren't they? Unless you got diabetes. <laughs> oh. uh, so, uh, what would a diabetic human centipede be like? You're the one that can't on eat diet. sugar. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, one that if you fed it sugar would be horrific for the people involved. <laughs> 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 you get your TLC special, my six hundred pound centipede. What actually happens when you have like too much, like your sugar levels go up or down, and when you're diabetic? I don't know. I only test it every couple of months because it's um, not really at a bad point yet. Although uh, I think I might have had it for like ten years undiagnosed. So the fact that I still have like my eyes and my feet is a miracle. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the question? Um, so what? Actually, what? How does someone respond to like having a, a diabetic attack or whatever? Like, what happens if you if your levels are? I don't know what a diabetic attack is. I don't know. What, what? Oh, shite. Well, I, don't know. I, mean, I don't really know that much about diabetes. What happens if you you've if you if you don't have the right levels? Would they call it a hypo? I'm not sure. But basically, uh, if you don't lose weight and you don't like take care of yourself and like measure your sugar, you um, can eventually lose a foot. Happen that happens to a lot of people. Like you'll get your leg or both legs amputated. You'll get like you'll lose your vision, um, heart failure, that kind of thing. Uh, it's very scary. I used That's... to. Um, I just finished. or finished next week in my job as like an advocate. Sorry to interrupt you. <laughs> but there's this guy. Um, he's a bit of a. I can't just say his name or it like that because it would be a. In fact, I should probably cut this out. I'll tell you his name. You can maybe cut it out. <laughs> you can bleep he, the name. If he was like, uh, well, he called himself the Rat Man. Um, <laughs> he was like, uh, like he's just this guy. It cuts about um, where I used to work. I won't say the area, but like wearing like swastikas and stuff like that. Because I was a mental health advocate, so you got mm. to represent people. But he was like losing his vision because of diabetes. But he just mm. totally blamed the Asian surgeon. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, nah, mate, they keep telling you it's the fucking diabetes. You need to watch your levels. He's like, I manage it my own way. Like, oh, Jesus. Mad bastard, man. Racist or something yeah. else. Sorry, when does this go out? Uh, it'll be probably like around October-ish time. Oh, yeah. sweet. I'll be fine then. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be in Australia surfing. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be in Vietnam, man. Um, not being a sex tourist. Well, I mean, I might be a bit of a sex tourist, but I won't be a... But I won't be a you could have you'd be having banh mi sandwiches. They'd make that in Vietnam, right? Banh mi, a banh mi, yeah. <laughs> a banh mi, what's in that? It's like um, I think it's like cured pickle, carrot, uh, radish, and then like some kind of pork thing, and then like pate or something like that. I don't know the exact recipe, but it's like uh, sort I heard of about a, pate being a big thing earlier. Yeah, it's like a they they sell it at uh, Peace down in uh, Glasgow Central. So you could I don't know you could try one there. It probably won't be the same. I'd mm-hmm. recommend trying one in Vietnam if you're going to. Well, man, I'll be trying all sorts out there. Not, not sex tourism. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been to Vietnam, so like, uh, you're going to have to send me some photos. 
I will, mate. I'll put them on Instagram, make every cunt jealous so we get down. <laughs> I would love to see what the Vietnamese comedy scene's like. I've heard it. I mean, Craig Crow was out there. Um, has he done this before? Uh, he's not been on yet, but a friend of the show. He, he will come on at some aye, point. So I don't he, think he's a big horror fan, though. I mean, aye. He's, he's, he says there's a decent scene out there. It's mostly expats and stuff that do the this English comedy, but um, which... But if I can an audience, an audience would be good to if I can get some gigs there. And there's plenty right. of comedy in Australia. So. Yeah, the Australian scene is fantastic. Like, um, I uh, do. Do you guys know who uh, Neil Colhacker and like Frenchy are? Mm. I, I would highly <laughs> recommend checking this stuff out. Like, I uh, they're one of the reasons I wanted to get into comedy because uh, I watched them a lot as teenagers. They started out as like kind of sketch comics, but they're bringing mm. a lot of their shows over to like the Glee and like Hot Water and that. Really good comedians. I'm sorry, I just wanted a little bit of wholesomeness in this episode before we go back <laughs> to talking about... Plenty and fucking human therapy. Sadie Week seen it for the first time when she was younger and was, like, surprised at the lack of feces in the film. It's like, no feces in the whole film. Oh, yeah. You well, see yeah, it's like... Uh, it's yeah. it's so stupid, yeah. <laughs> well, it's like that sort of, it's scarier if you don't see it kind of thing. I hate that I'm using, like, a legit term here to describe it, but, like, the fact that you can imagine what it feels like, I think, makes it more horrific. Oh, I'm so, I'm it's like how you don't see, see the shark in Jaws it's for half of the movie so it's only as scary as your mind lets it to be mm. oh. is that why when he's whipping them you don't see it I guess so yeah it would probably be worse you'd imagine what would be worse than it actually happens it's also probably the fact that Tom Six wouldn't know how to make like film a whipping scene like properly he'd probably actually be doing it really yeah is he a, is he a predatory director you no know? I just don't think he's a very good filmmaker like <laughs> Well, you've never seen a gay in Amsterdam, have you? <laughs> <laughs> That's because I've never been to Amsterdam. <laughs> Looking in a mirror. Amsterdam's fucking class, man. It's, it's, it's such a wild, wild city. I should go at some point. Hey, mate, it's fucking, it's like 30 quid to get there, get a fucking hostel. It's loads of fun. <laughs> Hopefully better than the hostels I've stayed in when uh, uh, doing gigs around uh, the UK. Have you done hostel on this? I've never seen this. Yeah, we've done hostel. Yeah, Pierce Seggins came I, on for that. I don't know why I watch that film, man. Like, see, I don't really like watching stuff that, like, I don't know why I picked this because I don't really like watching stuff that will like stay in my my brain. But I thought, you know, this is work. <laughs> I don't think it's as bad as you might think. It's actually, I was surprised. Yeah, there was like a couple of bits where it's kind of yeah. Like uh, I th I went into it thinking this is going to be pure shock value, ripping mm. off Saw, but it actually has some really clever like moments in it. Do you know what fucked me up recently, man? I watched Old Boy. Ever seen that? Oh, the, yes. uh, <laughs> the original, original or the remake. The I think it was there. Well, it was I think it was for two thousand three. Oh yeah, yeah the, the green one. Is that, is that the original? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah I've not seen that, but Mate. like it sounds great. <laughs> it's a fucking cool. wild man. Is that is Stuff that like horror? That fucks me up way more. I would say you could get away with doing it on a horror Aye. podcast. Mate, there's horror. All right, right. well let's put yeah. that on horror the list. Elements, yeah. yeah. Um, it's also it's like a revenge film more, but mm. the fucking the outcomes are horrific enough for it to be a horror film. It sits it sat in my head way more than like this has. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Asian horror is fucked up but we need to get to it oh yeah 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 so, like, you watch a lot of Asian horror right I watch a lot of Asian films you know, watching general, the <laughs> well yeah like um, the, the only um, Asian horror film that I can think that had a good American remake was The Ring but like when you look at the American remakes of like The Grudge and things like that they suck so I'd rather watch like the original like Japanese Grudge mm hmm Odd enough, I didn't really like some of them. I find I usually have to dive a wee bit deeper to find the stuff I liked. You're going to have to send me a list because we uh, do need to like add some more movies to our list. I will look into it. I did. Um... You, did you mentioned some stuff by Takashi Miike as well when we started. Wait, we do need to get to that. See, here's the thing. I, th I think, I genuinely think, see if you made this movie shot for shot, but it was Japanese, I think you get tons of pretentious people saying it's the best fucking thing ever. Oh, 100%. Right. <laughs> if there's anything yeah, you can right. guarantee with uh, film fans is that, if specifically white film fans mm. who love Japanese media, if you like 
a, a Japanese film director could make like the shittest thing ever and then white people would be like praising the fuck out of yeah, it like, and so then suppressive. trying to remake it themselves. Do you reckon that works like the other direction? Like, so has there ever been stuff made here that like it's just awful and in Japan they're like, fucking yes. <laughs> I do believe... They're, they're uh, still watching Little Britain. <laughs> not in Japan, but there was a Bollywood remake of The Fault in Our Stars that came what? out like, a couple years ago. I've not seen it, but I... Uh, Okay, in 2014, I was a little bit into John Green, and I liked those kind of books and movies, and I cried in the theater when I watched The Fault in Our Stars. I would love to see what the Bollywood version of it looks like, like The Fault in Our Stars with like a three-hour dance number halfway through for no reason. There's a version of it set during COVID called The Fault in Our Stars. <laughs> the porn one called The Fault in Our Stars. Like Takashi Miki made a film called Visitor Q, and it like starts off with like, "Have you ever had sex with your dad?" And then it's just like ten to twenty minutes of this girl just fucking her dad, and the rest of it is just as absurd and crazy. Like this old woman just like firing breast milk all over the fucking See, place. It's... The thing is, like, Opoi has that sort of stuff in it, but it's like you don't expect it. Yeah. It's like he's built up a relationship with this bird for ages, and then he finds out it's like a daughter, his daughter. So, Spoilers. Like, have you seen it? No, <laughs> no, I've not seen it. Oh, fuck, I, don't, I, don't, I don't mind. Just I'll well, probably mate, forget I, about the time I, I get around. You've asked me if it was the original remake. Maybe it was you. I don't know. <laughs> Apologies, man. It's but like it's a. It's only a fucking small element of a very good film. It's one of the best films mm. I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like that because that becomes you're waiting for like an hour, an hour and a half for that to turn up, and you're like, oh mm. shit! If it's the first thing in the film. You're like, right after five minutes, you're probably gonna be desensitized. You're like, I've mm. seen this bird fucking her dad. What next? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Alan I've been looking forward to this segment all episode what are your true and falses this week oh fuck I already ruined the fifth one well you can just do four that's four, right. no it was a joke it was said if I was in a human centipede I would only want to be behind Kyle Samuel and that was true <laughs> oh well we got four. Oh wait we need someone for the front of the fucking train who was it oh uh Felber because <laughs> 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 he can make anything funny man, <laughs> can any of you do a good Bill Burr impression <laughs> I'm not going to attempt it. <laughs> Number one, esteemed and dead film critic Roger Ebert was so disgusted by this film that he refused to give it a rating. True. Would you Who, sorry? Roger Ebert. Uh, true. That is true. Mm. When drawn in Toronto, a theatre had a centipede deal where if you bought two tickets, the third would be free. <laughs> <laughs> that's got to be true, man. I want that to be true, but that's got you written all over it. No, that one is true. Yes! <laughs> I think it was Toronto Underground <laughs> Cinema or something. <laughs> Um, Ashley Yeni had to be offered an extra $10,000 to stay on after Akihiro Kitamura repeatedly passed wind in her face. Um, I'm going to say false. Oh! Uh, so what? So they're, they're like, so they're obviously not stitched. They're just like... Yeah, they were wearing and... like a kind of rubber pants with something that you could bite on, but like you're still right next to someone's ass. Oh, they must have been filming that for fucking ages as mm. well. Do you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> um, oh, I want to say false. Yeah, that's false. Uh, just, just by a lot of averages, you know what I mean? Yeah, because if she's actually gotten to the point where she's been cast in this film, she's not going to like be pushing her luck. <laughs> so desperate in their careers to do this. I mean, I've never been cast in a film. I'd, I'd do that. You what know would, you would you do, do You're that? an actor. I would do that film. I mean, I'm not even an actor, but you know, I don't think they are either. <laughs> 
if I, as long as I wasn't part of the centipede, like if I just had a fun character actor part in a human centipede movie, I would take it. What, what, what a fun character! What, you just want to be the guy at the start, take want to watch the shag them. <laughs> I, I, I'd like, you know, I'd like to be a guy who's like, I don't know, maybe like the doctor's assistant or something. I'm like the Igor to his Frankenstein. Like, <laughs> I, I can see you as an Igor man, a little fucking creep in the background, like watching <laughs> <laughs> like hand over scalpels yeah. and all. That. Let's look at the plan for the centipede over here. Mopping up the set all day, you've been man. <laughs> Because, like, comedians, uh, like, I always feel comedians are best when there are smaller character actor parts. Yeah. Rather than, like, you never see a comedian be the lead in a movie that much. Like, they're yeah, better yeah. as, like, smaller parts. I was talking like, not a comedian before as a comic. I mean, loads of, loads of, went, loads of were comics and then became actors and then patched comedy because acting, if they're a lead in a film, they're probably getting a million. Yeah, I think that, that's what happened to, like, Robin Williams and that. Like, he stopped standing right, up. Jim Carrey. Yeah. So, like, there's quite a lot of. But then. I was surprised actually that Brian Cranston wasn't a stand-up because I thought during Malcolm in the Middle he feels like kind of Robin Williams-esque. Hmm. Aye, I mean, I'd imagine he'd be kind of funny, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, But is he in any films, Brian Cranston? He doesn't have one he's a paraplegic, doesn't he? he, No, he's... um, yeah, he, he was in that uh, remake of The Untouchables, I think, where he played a paraplegic. But he's always done like smaller stuff in like Godzilla Mm. and things like that. Hmm. And he was going to be Lex Luthor at one point for uh, Batman v Superman, but that never happened. Would you rather be a... So you're obviously a comic, a writer and an actor and a podcaster. Right. Uh, which one do you want to be? <laughs> if you got to choose. <laughs> you if you're like, right, you need to be full-time in this thing, you've, you're too busy to do anything else. Well, you, you, you need to be a good writer to be a comic. That's how I've always seen it. Oh, mate, I'm a shit writer. But. <laughs> but, and you need to have, like, I mean, you don't need to be an actor, but you need to bring, like, some level of a performance to what you're doing. So, like, all those... All those bits, they kind of work in tandem with each other, I think. So, but if I did have to choose one, I'm staying as a comic because I fucking love comedy. Oh, right. you love that little ego boost for no laugh at you. Don't think it's good. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's much better than it was in high school. <laughs> <laughs> Will you be doing comedy when you're traveling? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll be doing it in there. Uh, wherever it'll put, book me in. So if you're out there in Thailand, Bali, or Vietnam, and you book comedy nights, I'm your man. Um... Australia, I'll be doing it. Uh, I'll do a comedy anywhere, man. I just, I've, I've done it in quite a few countries. It's just, it's just loads of fun, man. I'm a fucking egomaniac. You did, you did one in Las Vegas, didn't you? I did one in Vegas, one in New York, one in Chicago. Oh, I'd, love to, I'd love to visit Boston. New York for a little comedy trip. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's fun. Well, I went to, three, to watch three different rooms in the comedy cell and seen Hunter's acts, man, like seen like Attell and Ari Shafir and that. Fuck, a guy called um, Simeon Goodson was amazing. Uh, I seen Sean Patton three different nights. Um, but I'm like a bit of a, I was a bit of a comedy nerd before I started doing stand up. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was like a pure dream come true. But then I got to do spots there as well and stuff, and it was it was fun, man. Um, oh. But comedy is great because you can kind of do it anywhere. And comedians are pretty similar wherever you go. They're similar sort of similar people. Oh yeah, <laughs> all got something wrong with them. They all the yeah we've said this like every time but i'm convinced that like every comedian at least on the scottish circuit has either adhd autism or something along that line yeah or something something to complain about (laughs) yeah (laughs) i got told i was too friendly to be autistic um no you're probably autistic (laughs) you're definitely autistic about this movie because you bring it up in every other episode (laughs) oh god is the human centipede my special interest yeah oh god well if you were on like um if you're a mastermind I mean, they are casting for that show now, so, like, fucking get on that. And last true or false is, the paintings of the conjoined twins in the flat were done by Tom Six himself. I believe it, because he didn't have anything left after the budget. (laughs) Um, No, they're pretty... They look like real paintings, but then maybe he's an artist as well. I'm going to go false. Uh, That one is true. He said he felt it added to the atmosphere of the house. It did. It worked. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Fucking did. 
think also the torture added to the atmosphere of the house. Yeah, that too is well, the mm-hmm. basement. And the guy, mainly the guy, the mm. guy was mad intense stares and you know bluntness. <laughs> Like, see, because this came in the sort of era of horror where, like, that torture stuff was possible. Where do you, would you rank this in, like, terms of something like Saw? Like, when you're comparing it to, because like, it's clearly inspired by that kind of, like, shocky kind of horror that was very popular. Yeah, but a lot of things like Saw and Hostel weren't actually that bad. It was more kind of a lot of people focused on the gore, and then the sequels were just kind of, like, gore, Yeah, the gore, sequels, gore, like, capitalized then... on the gore, yeah. essentially. Because so, <sighs> the first Saw is, like, a really good murder mystery. Mm. This whenever these films get a big budget, I think they get worse because it's like yeah. trying to use it to make to like one up the previous film. Rather, whereas if it's done with a bit of uh, thought and sort of ingenuity in that, I would actually love for instead of a if a horror movie gets big, rather than giving it a bigger budget, I want them to get a lower budget the next time, and then they have to be more creative. I'm sure mm-hmm. they must have done that with some things like. Well, they do that with comedies. Should have mm-hmm. done that with like American Pie and all that, or maybe not American Pie, but you know, how you see like a sequel and then it's got like like different cast like Dumb and Dumber too mm-hmm. it's just like two different guys and you're like this isn't this yeah isn't right. I'm pretty sure the Human Centipede 2 actually had a lower budget did it? Oh, shocking <laughs> <laughs> probably after the reviews it got oh. like can you imagine like uh, see because um, I, I get what you mean like you know when you see like a comedy film and it's like oh I really like this cast of relatively unknown actors and then in the second one it'll be like oh here's the main character's cousin fucking like uh, John Malkovich or some <laughs> shit like oh you've just increased the budget for the movie haven't you or Johnny Depp in Tusk oh yeah oh, I, mean, man. I mean I think he did that just because he was friends with Kevin Smith uh, right. some people do it because it's just like a like if it's one day shoot and then they're like what's like an independent film or something like that I think Johnny Depp just wants to go anywhere with cocaine <laughs> <laughs> cannot wait to see him did in you, you see he's apparently four. dating the bird from uh, Wednesday not <laughs> Jenna Ortega surely the, the one that plays Wednesday is like 20 <laughs> oh that's creepy oh. Oh, but to be fair he was good at with like a 40 year old and how did that go <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean, fair enough, Jenna Ortega, you make your own decisions, but that's just creepy. Yeah. How old is Johnny Depp? Johnny Depp's like in his 50s. Jesus. Like, remember, he was his first role was in Nightmare on Elm Street, which was in so 1984. Was. Jenna Ortega wasn't even born yet. Jesus. She, oh. She's younger than me, so like that's... Was that his ugh. first role? Was he not in 21 Jump Street and stuff? It was his first film role. Oh, yeah, okay. 21 Jump Street, I think. Like, that made him a teen star in like the 80s, and then he got Nightmare off of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, then Edward Scissorhands made him a big, huge star. Mm. I'm Sleepy Hollow was in that one. That was good. Yeah, that was. Yeah. Uh, I think I was like late nineties. Yeah. Um, age gaps are mad, man. Like, cause your soulmate could be a literal sperm right now. That's, that's why I try and swallow for legal those reasons. <laughs> no, they aren't. <laughs> oh, I mean, well, I'm, I've mentally. been single for the past six years and half quite happy with it. People so. aren't being abusive and in, in their uh, in their like they're, if they're not like grooming people and stuff, then it's if, if, if there's an age gap, fair enough. I don't guess if they're not doing anything illegal, if they're not, ah, doing, a, if they're not doing a school field, it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> like a fucking Russell Brand, you know. Yeah. Um, that's, yeah actually who, that's actually who the doctor reminds me of in this movie. Russell Ken, Brand? No, the Philip Schofield. Uh, you could, I could kind of see like the similarities within the face, and I could imagine Philip Schofield if there was a British remake of this, he'd be playing the Doctor. When he needs re- all the work he can fucking get right now. Like, so in the remake when he's like feed her, and he's just like huffing a lost Mary at the side, like. Because <laughs> 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 I'm sure there have been plans to like uh, someone wanted to remake this for a laugh, and I'm sure with the amount of fucking dweebs who are on film Twitter, they're probably <laughs> making their own versions of the Human Centipede for a laugh with their mates. Oh. Is that what this is? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. How would, you, how would you make the Human Centipede walk? 
Ah, uh, you need to have like they can send to it right before just one Asian guy and two women. You need like you need at least ten people in it just to have mm. different groups represented. Yeah, make they, sure that they all, all, <laughs> they all have to consent to it beforehand. <laughs> you need to make it look like a Joe color chart. <laughs> so that would be the opposite direction. They all have to have the same pronouns. Same pronouns, way. Well, 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 I suppose like, they're a group, aren't they? So it's a one centipede. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, I guess so. Yeah. yeah. You know, they're Careful. remaking my favourite Charlton Heston film and they're ruining it with pronouns. What? Ben Sheeha. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's one of your puns that can stay in. That's fine. Do you know what I was saying about the Playboy tattoo? Now he's got mm. the tattoo and it's on him. See, once they're all stitched up, is that all of their Playboy tattoo now? Yes. yes. Yeah. That's, what, that's one thing I want to clear up. Uh, <laughs> and I don't really know where we can go for favourite kill with this because there's only really the Doctor and the Japanese guy and the friend but I mean they're not particularly like it's not like slashers where they're like memorable deaths it's almost like oh your pain's finally over so I feel weird uh, picking a favourite uh, death like for the this. shot in the head's pretty cool man when he's just falling at this, the pool and he's like mm -hmm. it's pretty sweet I know it's not you don't see her die but the girl in the middle just like left there to die with like fucking yeah, dead people hanging on each end does yeah. she die? Sure. I mean, she's, I would she's dead. So, yeah. She's gone. Reckon, well, she could like, get out because there's like, oh. surely there's more cool pose going to come with other pose. Oh, I think she just look like the Joker for the rest of her life. Like, because uh, the scars. She look like a lot of women in Glasgow. <laughs> <laughs> she never let you worry about constipation. Oh, God. <laughs> Do you ever worry about constipation? <laughs> <laughs> nope. Diabetes gives you diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Maybe I've got diabetes then, man. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, man, it's like every day. Yeah. Um, well, every day. Side saddle. Mm. For up yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, fuck. The communist centipede. Our diarrhea. <laughs> Are we just like pitching different centipedes now instead of a favourite kill? See, in the human centipede, did they ever throw up in each other? Because you would think if you're eating oh. shit, you're going to then throw up. They never let into that. They should have spent more time on the back and forth. I would think be they like go a, into it in the sequel. Uh, I mean, I bet all this, it's just all just stuff he's been keeping for like, you know, we, we can't yep. just, you can't like lay it all out in the I reckon the if they did it film. in the first one, it had been unreleasable. Because like this movie was, I think, banned in the UK for like a couple of years. Was it? Was it? Yeah, I, I remember reading that somewhere that it was banned because it was like too graphic. And recently, it's only recently that it's been allowed back to for distribution here again. Well, I need to look that up. I am. I suppose loads of shit's been banned here. Monty Python's The Life of Brian was, was banned in the UK. Yeah, and like uh, I'm sure there's other horror films that have been banned here. Like, but like back in the day, I'm sure like The Thing or something might have been banned here. I'm probably wrong on that. Don't fact check me. The Thing. Which one was that? That's the the John Carpenter one where it's in the snow and the uh, monster wandering around that's turning into every person in the Antarctica base. We are going to cover that on the podcast at Christmas time, hopefully. Yeah, apparently, you're right. It was banned. Uh, the BBFC banned it because it glamorized violence, according to the Birmingham Mail. Which okay, that's a, a stupid source. reason to ban it. It's a horror film. Like, I hate that whole noise. Like, mm -hmm. fucking it, horror films don't create violence. Like, I'm getting on my high horse here a little bit about. Yeah, it, it'll be like... seen you. I've never seen you on a high horse, Dean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they do not. They don't create violence, but. Um... They do. I don't. They don't encourage it either. I don't know because most people that watch horror films are quite shite bags, aren't they? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Apparently, uh, two was um, denied a classification by the BBFC as well. 
Does that mm. one get? Because I've not seen it. Does that one get worse? Oh, far worse. See, when oh, it's, it's banned, disgusting. Was it banned for the cinema or like from distribution? Because obviously a lot of films probably don't get put in the cinema, but then they get put out on DVD. I'm not sure. I think they did eventually get released on DVD, but right. if they were banned, it might have taken a wee while. I can't imagine like, this being released in the cinema. Because I think I've seen it in like 2011, so it's probably. But then that was something people have been talking about loads. So it's mm. obviously something that's like, oh, it's banned. So that means more people watch it online because they find out it's banned. Yeah, yeah that's I mean? that. That's where like the creepy pasta like uh, comparison comes into me because this was spread. It was spread through word of mouth rather than mm. like uh, it being something that you went and see in the cinema. Yeah, part mm. two does. Um, it, it did get a few cinema releases. Like I said, there was a guy who did a job in the cinema when it came out. But yeah, yeah, it's on DVD, but it's censored. There's like a couple of bits that have been cut out. Um, I've seen it uncensored and the stuff they cut out is fucking extreme I cannot wait for the 4k blu-ray release where they've <laughs> added the documentary of the making of it yeah, and I want to see the pus like the fucking <laughs> pixel man fuck oh, that man. <laughs> oh man yeah that was actually one of the bits that, like, see when it's just the the, the the stuff coming out our scars it's mm. just like that oh. that was because that's that looks kind of realistic that you know mm. what i mean 100 mm -hmm. percent. So, <laughs> so we've come now to my favorite part of the podcast boys how many big pumpkins are we giving the human centipede what's it out of uh out of five five of two maybe two and a half for comic value two and a half big pumpkins uh for halloween we should put like three pumpkins back to front yeah, <laughs> <laughs> pumpkin centipede. Yeah, I'm gutted, you're not, front. I'm gutted you're not going to be there for the Halloween tenants this year, Ian. But we'll take plenty of photos of that and send it to you. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you were Why, on the last one, weren't you? I was at the last one. Yeah, I don't think I dressed up though because I just did it last minute. Yeah, um, I mean, sometimes what you dress does look a little bit like a Halloween costume, so you're fine. You can I was going to say you look a bit like Jesus. Jesus, <laughs> you just put yeah. a white robe on and be racist. Uh, we'll, we'll plug well, that after think the, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll plug that after the rating but for this i am gonna give this i think i'm similar to you it's gonna be two and a half for me which is the lowest rating <laughs> i've given a movie on this podcast right, wait, you need to be harsher than that bro what, have you, what other films have you done actually with that tusk final destination mm -hmm. uh nightmare on elm street uh scream. texas chainsaw massacre scream they're, they're all pretty good i mean tusk i've not seen final destinations was good the first one because it's like mm -hmm. just mental i thought tusk was wank uh was it? like i actually think this is better oh see that's where i'm gonna disagree with you mm. we're like i like the elements of horror that are in this i think the guy who plays the doctor is excellent there's some really good tension and like the setting and the world building and that's quite interesting but it's just it's too it feels too much like someone trying to be shocking for the sake of it mm. rather than like oh let's actually explore the horror of what this situation would be like and mm. you know I, I just fair enough if that's your thing but that's not for me yeah, mm, I'd, um, I'll say three big pumpkins. Sean's going to be so happy because remember remember the Scream episode? He was like, uh, we were rating Scream and we we're all thinking like, is this going to be our first all the way five star movie? And then you said, it's not the human centipede. <laughs> and Sean's like, if you rate that five stars. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, no, three, I think it's as disgusting as it is and as obvious as that he was going for shock value. I still think it's cool to explore that kind of thing, like as extreme as it is. Like, I mean, who fucking thinks, you know, being kidnapped and turned into a walrus or being fucking sewn ass to mouth it's not really something you think about every day like drowning or being set on yeah, fire it's like the Roman Empire <laughs> <laughs> yeah but I, I don't want to completely trash it because it does have some like good legitimate bits of horror in it you know 
Yeah. yeah, that's actually a really that's quite a scary line. Oh, by the way, I need to do a shout out because today I'm going to my sister's wedding, and um, I told her I was doing this podcast before about the human centipede, and she was like, "Whenever the dinner comes out, you have to go feed." <laughs> shout out, Kirsten and Ali. Congrats. <laughs> And while we're on the shout-outs, because this will have been coming out in October, me and Alan are hosting the Halloween Tenants. Oh, oh shit. That's right. Blood, sweat, and fears. We are going to be hosting the Ooh. Halloween night at Tenants. Come in a costume. Tickets are probably available now. We have... I don't know if I can say the headliner yet. Fuck it, I'll say it. We've got Roscoe <laughs> McClelland headlining. Yeah, for unless he game. cancels halfway through this and then we've got somebody. In that case, we've got somebody else <laughs> on Roscoe McClelland's level headlining. But uh, yeah, I reckon he'll be perfect for it. We tried to get him last year for the Halloween night, but I think he was on a holiday at the time. I really hope he brings his Roscoe McSkeleton costume back. <laughs> we will both be in costume. Uh, should we keep that a surprise? Or, yes. uh, yeah, right. let's keep it Until a surprise. After. Are you going to do a Halloween podcast? Uh, we are going to do like a, a Halloween special. Yeah, yeah. I haven't uh, decided what the guest is going to be yet, but it will be, it'll just be like another episode, but we'll release another one on Halloween. Sweet. Yeah. I don't, I mean, us doing a Halloween special of a horror movie podcast would be a bit like, okay, how do we up the ante here? Mm. Well, you just need to decorate the gaff and pretty much well I, I have a feeling I know which guest we're going to get for the Halloween special. I'll tell you is after, but uh Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, so uh, Alan, got anything you want to plug? Nope. Nope. <laughs> no, just follow me on social media, Alan J. Comedy, please. That'd be very nice. Thank you. Yes, and Ian, uh, thanks so much for coming on the uh, pod. It's an honor to have you. I'm glad we got you before you left. And genuinely, from from both of us, like, thank you so much for like all you've done for us with like comedy and that like Peckham's and all the nights you ran were excellent and they really I'll helped run them. Get the I'm still going to be running them trips when I've got a few people you're going to yeah but you're not going to be here so it's not going to be the uh, same uh, but, um, well just I'm still going to be trying to sell tickets so can I plug them is that right? yeah of course <laughs> yeah, absolutely so we've got uh, Peckham's Comedy Club in Helensburg and Hindland there um, on the second and third Sunday of second and last Sunday of the month um, Merchant City Comedy and Blackfriars in the town um, probably the best comedy night in Glasgow mm-hmm. maybe got <laughs> <laughs> Mark Jennings headlining on 1st October that'll be after this is out but um, it's on every month it's fucking quality amazing room for her stand up um, Bungo's Basement in Strathbungo just near Queen's Park that's on the first Thursday of the month and Okomedy which is a Japanese restaurant where you get a comedy show and Japanese food um, it's on the third Sunday of the month Uh and follow me on social media, Ian Pringle Comedy or Top Shelf Comedy Club. Um, that's, do many people listen to this? Yeah, yeah, we get uh, a good amount of listeners. Uh, good stuff, man. I don't know, I've, I've, I've kind of jumped in with the plugs there because I was like, I'm, I'll forget everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really appreciate you having me on, man. It was, ah, it was great you. having you. And as always, you can find me at Dean T. Burn on uh, TikTok, uh, Instagram, Twitter. That's B-E-I-R-N-E. And how is it pronounced, boys? Burn. Yeah. Oh, right, sorry. I thought you were going to say the Glasgow kid again. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would have, have been clever and funny. Yeah. <laughs> That's I said burn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, you can follow the pod at Blood, Sweat and Fears Pod on uh, Instagram and BS Fears Pod on Twitter. And uh, just keep uh, sharing the clips. Uh, keep uh, commenting. We're going to... We've got a lot of great episodes planned for the rest of the year, and I cannot wait to get around to doing them. Uh, this has been really fun. For better, like I said, for better or worse, this is going to be one of our most memorable episodes. And I think we've had a lot of good fun today. Like, and feel free to keep moaning at me about diabetes because it does drive up engagement. All right, <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks so much, guys. See you next time. Cheers, man. Bye. Let's see how much of that.